You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Andre Schaumfein, and today we are joined by the OG, Raven Freeman, and the guy that never misses right here. We got got Jaden Smith in here. How are y'all doing on this? Man, you know what I'm going to say. It's a calm little Tuesday, man. Calm little Tuesday. Well, it is obviously Tuesday, but it's also fundraiser week for all of our viewers. Um, And we would like to ask before we start for your generous support for us and college radio, as we are able to give you all of the all of this content that you are watching now because of the donations in the past that you've donated. Uh, And if you are able to donate, please donate on our KLSU website or you can call in at 225-578-5578. And don't forget to mention the donation is for the sports team. We're yes. going for, what are we going for? We're going for a three-peat. We're going oh, for man. a three-peat. Don't we get to eat at a steakhouse or something if we win? Uh, something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah. We were supposed to get also, something last though, year, too. we get the bragging so, rights. Exactly. So, yeah. And that's what's most important. Here. That's what's most important, lie. right? Because us in news beef, bad. It's bad. I mean, it's no beef. It's a it's, one-side It's more beef. like tough love. Yeah. yeah. And they think it's they're, beef. They're like the little brother you put in a headlock and you... You know, know, give him the the little yeah, yeah, exactly. But we're gonna hop right into this podcast as we are going to focus on just LSU sports today. First off, we're gonna talk about that LSU men's basketball team and their recent success. LSU defeated Kentucky and South Carolina, both ranked in the top twenty-five, but then they fell to Mississippi State on the last Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so, with this, LSU probably not likely to make the tournament unless they get very hot. But let's talk about it. What is your reaction of those past few weeks from this LSU basketball team? And what do you think the success against the ranked teams kind of speaks to? Uh, honestly, man, it just it spokes to the – or it speaks to the, the uh, sort of resolve that this team has. Look, man, when you lose a lot of games throughout the season, it is hard to keep getting up, going to practices, yep. warming up, suiting up, and – keeping that same enthusiasm, that same mindset, that same energy. Like, that can be deflating, man. So being able to rally yourself up despite all of these losses Mm -hmm. that you are accumulating throughout the season, you know, and even on top of that, on your home games, Mm -hmm. you look at the disparity of the crowds between your games and the women's games. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that there is, like, a bit of jealousy there, but I'm sure right. as a player, that's something that I you mean, know yeah, is. same school, you know, that exactly. most of the focus is going exactly. somewhere else. And, yeah, you know, that has to at least cross your mind right. just a little bit. So I couldn't be prouder of these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched them knock off a really hot South Carolina team, right. a really good Kentucky team, and a game where I'm just miserable that I skipped out on because I literally Damn. was. Yeah, going to the game, and I just, yeah. Yeah. just ended up through. not going for whatever reason. That finish reason. was amazing. It's yeah. a one-in-a-lifetime thing exactly. to experience. Yeah, and what do you think, Raven? What do you um, think that those kind of wins speak to? So I was very impressed with this two-game winning streak, especially because, like Andre said, they were top 25 teams. We've talked about how if this team fixes their major issues on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. such as scoring efficiency and mm-hmm. turnovers, they can be very successful. And we saw the result of that in yep. those two wins. Yeah, and and I think like I'm gonna bounce off of what both of y'all said. I think this like the team's nightly effort and fight and fight is finally paying off for yeah. them, right? And it comes with those big wins, right? Obviously, LSU fell short in some of those one possession games 
to teams like Georgia, Florida, yep. uh, even Nichols. Um, so I think that it's finally they're finally starting to, to find their footing. And if they can use that momentum and that underdog mentality against every single team that they play and not just the ranked teams, I think that they could really be special down the road. Um, and, and I think there's still a chance um, for them to get hot. So let's talk about that. Uh, with LSU having a pretty favor- favorable schedule, as the, at the time of recording, we'll face yeah. Georgia tonight at home, Vanderbilt over there, Arkansas over there, and then you ended off with Missouri, who is dead last in the SEC at mm-hmm. home. So what do you make of that schedule, and what kind of finish do you see from LSU? I think um, they can go get all of those teams, man. I think they can do it, but I think it's just going to come down to a matter of execution and them not going out of there sleepwalking. Because there will be some games where they come out guns blazing, they come out yeah. hot with the right mindset, right attitude, they get straight to it. Mm-hmm. And then right. there are some games they come out there and they look like a completely different team. Yep. They look like they're waiting for the other team to let them right. score the ball, to let them dictate the flow of the game. Right. So I think it's just going to come down to a matter of how they execute and how they come out from the opening tip. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Like Mississippi State was a fluke. If they can go mm-hmm. back to the playing yeah. style they used against Kentucky and South Carolina, I could definitely see them winning out this season. Like Andre said, they're going to play unranked Georgia tonight. And if I'm not mistaken, no one else that they play for the rest of the season is ranked as of right now. Right. They could win out the rest of the season and make mm-hmm. a run for the tournament. But that is pretty unlikely, especially with how inconsistent this team is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's four more games. And with this team, it's just impossible to keep a winning streak. <laughs> so. Man, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah, that's harsh. But I mean, inconsistency is it's right. I yeah, mean, yeah. And, and I think, like we said, it's a favorable schedule for LSU. And I think personally, they can win out, but they have to keep going into games, like I said, with that underdog mentality mm-hmm. and counted out mentality. Yeah. Because, like you said, they went up against Mississippi State, where they were pretty much expected to win that game and expected to keep it close. Yeah. And they went in and, and they we just were, got. They were in the game much, for most of it. They yeah. just could never really just. They get, lost Tyrell Ward yeah. in the second half. And after that, things just yeah. got bad for them. But. I think if you can win these next four games, catch fire, uh, then you're looking dangerous mm-hmm. in the SEC tournament. And at least that gives you a sigh of relief that, hey, we at least gave ourselves a chance yeah. at the resume and, and maybe a case for us to go to the tournament. Yeah. Right. But for LSU specifically, a certain move has helped them play better as Trey Hannibal yes. entered the starting lineup. And Jalen Cook moved to the bench. Do you mm-hmm. think that was a great move by Coach McMahon and why or why not? Oh, absolutely. My friends and I... We have, like, this inside joke thing where Trey Hannibal is, like, and it really started last year and it just carried yeah. over to this season, but the joke is just kind of, like, I was telling my friends, like, Trey Hannibal may be, like, <laughs> the worst Division One basketball player I've ever oh, seen. Oh, man. Wow. And That's it's, a stretch. It's, it's so bad that, like, every time. <laughs> like that every, take? Every time yeah. we, like, look at him, we kind of use him as the parameter for, like, yeah. a really good player you went to high school with or something like that. Man. Like, is this person better than Trey Hunter? But anyway, nonetheless, I do think this was a brilliant move by Coach McMahon. And like Andon said, it might have saved him his job. Yeah. yeah. And like we said, uh, during the Kentucky game, we almost didn't even, we really didn't right. even notice that Jalen Cook didn't play. Didn't right. play. That's yeah. just that is true. That's just how it was, you know. So yeah. I think especially right. he comes off the bench, especially with his play style. He's a volume shooter, so he needs to be shooting the ball like that in bench minutes. I yep. I would much rather use him 
as an extra spark off of the bench right, because right. the offense is already limited enough as it is mm-hmm. within the starting five. And you so don't want them exactly. throwing up shots exactly. that are just going to be not quality shots. Exactly. Right. right. And that's kind of what you get from Jalen right. Cook is if it goes in, it's great. But right. if it doesn't, then you kind of question. Yeah. And even outside you take of that, that if yeah. he's not on if defense, it, if his shot is not falling, he's pretty much ineffective. Yeah. yeah. You're right. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I believe it was the right move. And I hate to say that, especially because despite Cook missing the first 10 games due to eligibility Mm -hmm. reasons, he's been one of the team's most important players all season. Me personally, before I saw the outcome of the results, the decision that had been made surprised me. I mean, but the team did need a change. And though it was only Hannibal's first start Mm -hmm. of the season, he contributed a lot to their, like, 95-74 win over Arkansas. Hannibal yep. is more efficient than Cook, and that's what this team lacks. Plus, yep. at the end of the day, at this point in the season, if you want to make a run for the tournament, it doesn't matter who starts. It doesn't matter who's on the bench. Yep. Yeah. You you have have I mean, the end goal is to win. Right. So yeah, right. You have exactly. to do what's best for the team. Yeah, yeah and I agree with you all. Um, and I think that's a good point that you make, too, because I think it was a great move for McMahon to put Trey in the starting lineup simply because he brings that effort right. to start yeah. a game, and he brings the disruption yeah. on uh, on defense where he's just all over the court. He He's kind of just like – He's um, gritty, man. Yeah, he he's all over the place, yeah. right? And, and that kind of speaks to his game where if you start off hot, you're going to start off really hot. But if the offense isn't good enough, then that's when you can put a guy like Jalen Cook in. And he's been great coming off the bench. And I think LSU really is better with him, mm-hmm. but it's better off the bench. Yeah, with right. and I also think Trey Hannibal just brings more fluidity yeah. to this offense because he's not always looking for a shot. He has right. ways of getting the team involved. Creates even offense. if it's not creating offense, he has the ability to run the offense. Yeah, there are a lot of players that they can't run an offense. It's just dribble, 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 pass, pass, yep. pass, screen, screen, screen. There's not any offense being yep. conducted there. And also, he's very good at taking care of the ball. So, yeah, man, I think this is a great move by Coach McMahon. It sucks that, you know, it came during this point in the season, but I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. better late than never. And I'll say, like, he's a guard, but he plays like a small forward yeah, when, he right. at- when he attacks. He looks like a football player that plays basketball, oh, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But, makes but he's sense. he's great at what he does. Yeah. Like, he's great at going up um, fearless pretty much at the hoop, and that's what LSU that's needs. What need. yeah. yeah. And so what does LSU, though, specifically have to improve on moving – for, uh, improve on moving forward this year if they want to have a shot at the NCAA tournament. Raven, I'm going to start with you. So I feel like this basketball team has been playing every man for itself in a way, mm-hmm. and that obviously isn't working. I mean, I don't mean to be corny, but the best basketball is team basketball. Yeah. They need to improve on cutting, screening, and passing so that scoring becomes easier. Because they've struggled to move the ball offensively, that is something that needs work in order to be successful in the tournament especially look at the teams you know are for sure going to the tournament those are some hard teams that you're going to face so that is crucial to even making it to the tournament yeah Yeah. i think it's going to be a matter of being physical Mm -hmm. and more specifically will baker i mean yeah i I would like to see him be more physical and more aware with the ball in his hands i Mm -hmm. kid you not every game i watch there's at least two to three times where will Baker has the ball in his hands and his back is turned and somebody yeah. sneaks up behind him and, and steals the yeah, ball. Steals it, yeah. And we've it's talked just, about that. that. And, and the awareness is just so bad on his part when it comes to that. And outside of that, uh, shot making has got to be better. You have mm-hmm. got to hit open shots. And you've got to be able to hit some tough shots, man. There's a lot of times where if our sh- if we're not hitting shots 
we're not doing anything. Yeah, no, right. that's true. If Trey Hannibal's not running any offense, I don't know what to tell you, man. And outside of that, they cannot afford to have so many stretches where the offense just goes stagnant. Oh, yeah. We're not good. We're not even good free throw shooters. Yeah. So there's exactly. a lot of times we get to the free throw line just to no avail. Just, right. Just to stop the even, game. Yeah. That's how you know one a little questionable with the guard play because even the guards are not very great at shooting free throws. Exactly. When right. you look at Mike Williams, you look at right. Trey Hannibal, both of those guys are a big question right. mark when it comes to free throws. Right. But And last but not least, Jordan Wright. I would like to see Jordan Wright be just a tad bit more aggressive. I do yeah. understand that, you know, the ball has been taken out of his hands a little bit with Trey being inserted into mm-hmm. the starting lineup. But when he does have the ball, it's just like he's not as aggressive as he needs, right. to, needs to be. And be, yeah. a player of his caliber, I need to see him really attack yeah. more often and more often. Yeah, and for me, I think I kind of agree with you. I think LSU has to just improve down in post-play. Post-play, like, Absolutely. itself. I think both on to, in terms of offense, defense, whether that's Derek Fountain, whether that's Jalen Reed. I think Jalen Reed's been your best post player this whole season mm-hmm. um, offensively for sure. But I think the defense is where all of the post players are just kind of like, who's going to do what, yeah. right? Um, but that's where you wish Damian Collins was able to, to play because I think LSU could use his versatility, his mm-hmm. height. He's almost a seven-foot guy, yeah. and he's just – like a freak athlete yeah. like the guy can literally jump out the gym um but i think for me that's that's what i would say they need to really improve on if yeah. they wanted to go and get hot yeah. and consistently yeah. win yeah but even if you don't make the ncaa tournament lsu will more than likely play in the nit mm-hmm. do you think that's still a good season for lsu considering what mcmatt matt mcmahon had to start the program with? <laughs> absolutely yeah. i remember after their season ended last year and we were doing this podcast when Patricia was here, and Patricia asked a question similar to this one, like, what are you looking forward to next year? And I couldn't even answer the question because I was just like, I don't know. We won one game in the calendar year of 2023. So I don't know what to look forward to. But considering what we went through last year, considering the way that it looks like we're going to end the season this year, I think you got to take that as a win. And I remember Andon saying specifically on the Sunday show that, his goal was just for this team to make the NIT tournament. Just yeah. That's it. And I think that's yeah. a good step. Exactly. Yeah. And all we can do is take this thing one step at a time. I'm pretty sure they've already eclipsed their total wins last year. Yeah. So, look, yep. man, a, a win is a win. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, I completely agree with Jaden. Matt dug this program out of the mud. I mean, yeah, it's that's been, true. It's been a rough past two seasons. I mean, we are predicted to be a little bit better than last season because last season was so awful. But yeah. I feel like definitely not held to the standard of beating top 25 teams. Yeah, I agree. It's only up right. from here, especially after this season performance. But, hey, season's not over. You know, depending right. on how they play the rest of the season, yeah. it might get better. Now knowing that an actual foundation is built, I just hope that now, you know, good recruits want to come play at LSU because yeah. you know how important that is yeah it can't get any worse no like and and you make a really good point because i think like this has been a great season for coach matt mcmahon considering that like you said he had to build the program from (coughs) literally ground zero like um obviously zero scholarship guys he started started with zero scholarship guys and he's improved this the talent level after losing a lot of players last season and then he's improving the product on the court that we see Um, even though it's not huge amounts, right? It's not going to be like that. Last year, I don't think this ca- this team was ever capable of beating a top 25 team, especially like Kentucky, who I personally think can go and win it all. And, really? And yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and 
Well, yeah, I personally think that. But mm-hmm. also a South Carolina team who's ranked number 12, 13 yeah. right now. And so they were hot when we beat right, them, Right, exactly. So um, I think that that just that shows improvement. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you just get lucky. You don't strike yeah. lightning twice, right? right? That shows something yeah. right is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you look at both of those things, and it's like that's a big step in the right, right. direction. You make the NIT, that's another big stepping stool. It's kind of like the stairs. You just have to take the stairs exactly. one by one. And, and then the next one is, is recruiting. He's yeah. got yeah. two top 100 players in ESPN's top 100. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. If he can go in the transfer portal, get a few guys, they're going to be very good next yeah. year. Uh, I, 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 I They've already bought in. So staying, though, in the men's basketball world, the NCAA yeah. tournament is approaching. It's going to be very fun. It always is. March Madness. Yes. Just wanted to get y'all four teams that y'all could see being in the Final Four this year. Uh, I'm going to go – I got to go UConn. Okay. I that's, just think that's, U, that's U, the safe play, man. It's a yeah. safe play. Number three in the nation. I know they just got obliterated by Creighton. By like yeah. 30, I mean, those Which, games happen, yeah, man. That was those games happen. Weird. But I got to go UConn. I think I'm going to go UNC. The way that they've been yep. playing lately is mm-hmm. just unbelievable. I'm going to go Tennessee. Okay. And then I'm going to go, I want to say Purdue, but I just don't trust Purdue. Man. Yeah, it's every year. I, every, every year. year. Yeah, it's I just very don't trust Purdue. So I guess outside of that, I'm going to throw in, let me see, who's Kansas. Kansas? Kansas? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, so I have the same picks as Jaden, except I'm going to replace Kansas. With U of H. Go Cougs. Okay, oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Great pick. Okay. My four, I've got Houston. Okay. Uh, and that's because they play elite def- defense. Yeah. And, and historic- Houston's going to win it all. I'm yeah, I, I do feel Go like Cougs. they might win. They should have gotten further than they did last year. They oh, should have. I yeah. totally agree. But historically, teams that are in the Final Four play great defense. You look at last yeah. year, San Diego State. Yeah. You look at Miami. Those teams were very good at defense. Yeah. UConn was one of them. But they were even better at offense. Yeah. So. Um, second, I'm going with Tennessee. That's a team that can also play defense, but they can score from behind yeah. the arc very, very and well. It, yes. Kentucky, yes. I'm going to say their backcourt alone is what can win them the whole yeah. thing. You got Dillingham, you have Antonio Tony Reeves, Reeves yep. and you have Will Shepard off the bench. Yeah. So, um, Reed Shepard. Yeah, Reed Shepard. Sorry, <laughs> Will Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But just off of those guys, if they yeah. can find post play, they're going to win it all straight yeah, up. Yeah, and um, I just think. And then last. I, I really – oh, my bad. No, no, you're good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going UNC, too. R.J. Davis. Okay. He's yeah, a dog. Yeah, he yeah. dropped four. And Armando Baycott. So. Yeah. Uh, I really love this Kentucky team just because I was a really avid watcher of Rob Dillingham when he was in high school. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason other teams and pros and crowds show up the way yeah. they do is to see him play because he's so shifty. Yeah. But I, love I, just, players like that. I just think they're, they're a young team, and I just – that's gonna hurt I don't him. see much from yeah. the, the big man play. I think you have to have at, just that, at least a solid big that man. Oscar Sheboy guy that, that they've Sheboy had. Guy. Yeah, and Rob Dillingham is also a very streaky player. I love his game. Yeah, but he al- he almost scores in spurts. Mm-hmm. So I'm afraid if he's not getting his shot off the way he is now in the postseason, yeah. I think that's going to be the downfall to Kentucky. And also, they have another five star, DJ Wagner, who's yep. doing. Nothing. I mean, he's just <laughs> occupying space at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Kentucky's just a young team, and I just typically don't trust young teams in the postseason. I, I like that mindset. I just think, like, with them being able to score everywhere, it yeah. feels like 
like if they get it figured out yeah. on on defense and then in the post play, yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna be just yeah. fine. Yeah. Right? They like just I got a few little holes to fix because they've lost a couple yeah. games this year that they were. And not like you said, to like lose. Dillingham is a little spurty, right? Yeah. But Reeves is so consistent. Yeah, and he's he's always been like that. This it's season. almost like um, what Reeves starts, Dillingham finishes. That's kind of yeah. how the LSU. Yeah, game. it is true. But we're going to shift things now to the women's yeah. basketball side. LSU women's basketball picked up wins against Auburn and Tennessee over the week, also A&M, uh, where they had to battle a little bit of mm-hmm. adversity in both games as they were both close. Uh, March is also approaching very quickly so uh, for them. So let's yeah. hop right into this topic. With the season ending soon, how do you think this LSU women's basketball team stands when comparing other teams? And, and so like, pretty much give me – you were ceiling and floor for them uh, when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I'm gonna let Raven go first on this. Okay. One. So, it's, you guys know how I feel about <laughs> yeah. this topic. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are very confident. Yeah. Um, as far as where they stand, there are some really tough, amazing teams out there yeah. this season: Ohio State, Stanford, Texas, UNC. To me, a lot more than last season, but I know that we can compete with the talent we have. It is true. Based off this season and looking at how many good teams there are, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. But I will stand on we can compete. I think I'm just going to leave it there. I don't want any bad juice. Yeah. Okay. 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 Ceiling and floor. So the one or two seed is unlikely. But if we were placed there, considering the quality Mm -hmm. of the teams that we play, I could see us going home very early. Based off what we, how we, I mean, this look, team handle pressure huh. and their ability to lose big leads. That's a big part. And I then agree. now, floor, I definitely see us making all the way for sure. Playing Iowa again for the second year in a uh, row, oof. giving Caitlin Clark a run for her money for the second time, while proving that a one-man show cannot win championships because they just love the crap out of Caitlin Clark. Whatever. Yeah. And I mean, she's 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 a dog, but she can't do it by herself. Yeah. Cannot do so it by last herself. year and even this year, they've lost a lot of games. Yeah, therefore naming our LSU women's basketball team the yeah. 2024 yeah. national champion. There's nothing more I would love to see in women's basketball than Caitlin Clark go home another year. Yeah, not a national champion at the hands of the LSU Tigers, but I think <clears throat> our ceiling is national championships. I mean, it's. We're the number. We're still a top ten team. We yeah, we've only yeah, got four true. losses, and and you're not playing your best basketball. Except we're not so, playing yeah. our best basketball, and that's another thing that's gone really right over my head. Right. Um. As far as the losing big leads thing, you are absolutely right, Raven, and it it really makes me mad because that's that was the one thing I hated about the team last year because they had yeah. that same problem. They would always get a 12, 13 point. Let lead them come back and yeah. forget how to play <clears throat> basketball exactly. after that. Yeah, you said that in the group. Yeah, yeah that was very. Like, it's true. just it mm-hmm. never ceases to amaze me, but. With the way Haley Van Lith played on Sunday, yeah. I hope that was Gives the you some hope. point yeah. <laughs> for her to think, wait a minute, I forgot I'm good at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Let me start acting like she it. She hasn't so, performed like that all season. It was crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think It was always capable. Yeah. 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 And I think as far as seeding goes, I think maybe we can get a steal a third seed. But I think right now it, it looks like we're going to be a fourth seed, and I guess we're just going to have to make do with that with yep. what we can. <clears throat> three but I will last say year. this. We have the firepower to beat any team in this country, yep. and I, I saw that with the way we looked against South Carolina. Virginia so I'm not Tech. look, man. We can beat anybody we can. on yeah. our best day. I agree, and I'm like I I agree with y'all. I think LSU's going to end up being a three seed, or and maybe sneak their way into a two. 
mm-hmm. if they have a very very good SEC uh, tournament. Yeah. But I'm gonna say their 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 ceiling I'll say is an elite eight. Um, I think Final Four is capable too. But like oh, Raven wow. said, they have so many good teams. It's it's never There's been their inability to compete because they're gonna go out and do that yeah. within every single game of the NCAA tournament. I just think that with the competition and with the depth mm-hmm. issue right now, yeah. where a lot of teams are deeper and they're fresh, it's just I j- that's my reasoning of yeah. why I see them that's a probably yeah. falling. Yeah. Um, floor round of thirty-two. I have them <laughs> really. I, c- I could see them. Falling in the round of thirty-two, but uh, we'll see. Uh, like I said, I that depends on seeding too. Yeah, I think if they get, um, you know, a a really good team and just kind of a bad. See, what I hope yeah. is I hope we don't get a team like Notre Dame like or a, something. A Notre Dame, yeah. yeah, or like an Auburn because I saw the way that right, like, honesty, Scott Grayson just. Torched our defense, yeah. and it just <laughs> no, yeah, it's so infuriating because you don't want those three point shooting it's, it's teams. It's one guy, it's or it's one person doing all the yeah. work, and it's just like nobody decides to step up and stop them from putting yeah. the ball in. Basketball. So LSU caught fire at the end of last year's yeah. season. Um, so what are some things that LSU has to improve on and maybe fix if they want to be able to make that deep run and just kind of catch fire like they did last year? Um, so I have shooting efficiency. This again contributes to a large part of the leads they've blown this season. Mm-hmm. As we all know, consistent scoring is very essential, and they should definitely work on improving their shooting percentages, especially from the field. Yep. Secondly, I feel like bench production mm-hmm. is an issue. Mm-hmm. As deep and talented as his roster is, Moki just has to work more on developing and playing the bench to make sure they have the depth necessary necessary to sustain high-level play throughout the rest of the season and the tournament, especially during long games or in the event of foul trouble or injuries, which they have experienced yeah. this season. Yeah, I, it obviously going to come down to bench play. I mean, yeah. that yeah. was the big story when we lost to South Carolina. That's when it was really just apparent. Yeah, you had, I think, five bench points. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. We're not going to win a national championship. No, nah. like and, and they've been way better. I'll say yeah. that they've been better, but it has to get exactly. It has to get even better. Yeah, yeah. right. You have to flip the switch. Yeah, uh, and as far as the bench goes, I think specifically, Aaliyah De Rosario. I mean, when she does come into the game, it's it's almost like she's in there just to be a placeholder, just I until Angel yeah. comes agree, back. Yeah. It's like she's not. She's there to rebound. She's there to rebound and. She's not even that good at that. She's not. She's, she's, oh she's, she's, not, get, she's getting that. better. I'll say she, I personally think that she's starting to find her footing. I really do. I like <laughs> I at least at rebounding, right? Yeah. She's got to get way better at defense yeah. and at being more aggressive on yeah. the offensive side because she just looks uncomfortable right now. Yeah, exactly. and, and she's yeah. just a freshman, right? It's a lot it's a lot to ask, yeah. right? To go in and play these yeah. these big minutes and you're wanting her to have production right away. Exactly. That's a lot to ask, right. but um, I think if it nothing matters until now, right? Like if you can flip the switch now yeah, and start to yeah. improve. Look at last year. Yeah. Jasmine Carson wasn't crazy good until postseason until play. The last right. game. Yeah. Last game. Yeah. Same thing with Poa. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. And now she's took a big shift in her game, and exactly. she looks good too. But yeah. um, I guess for me. 
LSU has to improve on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Specifically yeah. around the three-point line yeah. and, and with defensive rebounding besides Angel. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't just have Angel down there rebounding. Yeah, you you have to have somebody down there. And I think Anissa Moro has been that person. But when Anissa's out of the game or when Angel's out of the game, it's got to be more than them. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So. And there's a lot of times it seems like we just get picked on from beyond the arc, man. It's just like yeah. that's what te- keeps these teams in the game. It I is really true. think that's what it is. Threes and are I better think, than twos. I exactly, always say that. Yeah. Exactly. And also, I just think they have to be better at the uh, the shot decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there are too many when we do take threes because we're not even a really good three point shooting team. Right. No, but when take we do many. take them, I think we're taking too many, and I think right. we're taking them way too early within the shot, shot clock. And my coach always used to say, "Long shots equals long passes to the other side for a layup, a fast." It's break. true. So, and, and like we just spoke about their transition, their transition defense, it's it's not it's solid. Not yeah, it's yeah. Bad. yeah. So, because yeah. you're playing with so many tired players, exactly. right? But um, we've talked about, like you said, the depth on this team being an issue. But what do you? think that last year Poe and Aaliyah Del Rosario need to do specifically to improve? I think last year has already like made up her mind proved, like yeah. I've yeah. got to be this person. I'm right. going to be this person. Proved herself, yeah. And it really I really saw the shift after the Mississippi State game. Right. And it I when they th- played Florida, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because it started with the South Carolina game. She got in the game and I think she was getting pressed yeah. And Turned it she over. didn't know what to do. She didn't yeah. know how to handle this. She's turning the ball over. And Kim said, no, r- you like come go. over and sit by yeah. me. You yeah. can get right out of the game. And she <laughs> never got back in the game. Yeah. And the same thing happened against Mississippi State. And I think that's when she decided, okay, I'm going to have to step my yeah. game up a little bit. I'm going to have to be better. And ever since then, she's been better. She yeah. looks way more comfortable in the offense. She looks way more ingrained in the offense. Mm-hmm. She looks way more sure about what she wants to do, mm-hmm. yeah. playing harder, making all the right plays. And I'm even seeing her shoot the ball more. She yeah, almost exactly. never that's used to shoot deal. the ball. That's a big deal. And I think that's a very big deal because the last thing you want to do mm-hmm. is bail teams out by right. not shooting the ball. Right. As far as Aaliyah De Rosario, I'd like to see her be – if she's not going to be an, a very good offensive player, I'd like to see her be quicker on her feet. There are yeah. a lot of times people get shots off around her right, right. under the basket just because her feet on the perimeter, are, are, yeah. are stuck in the mud, man. So yeah. I think she's got to be better at – Moving her feet. Yep. You know, I know you're six six, but just getting your hands up, that's, that's not gonna deal be enough too. sometimes. Yeah. Just yeah, because these not. girls are, or these women are way too crafty around the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really base my answer off of one player. So as far as Aaliyah goes, I know we've talked about this, but her position is crucial, especially yeah. compared to what Angel does and how much time she mm-hmm. spends on the court. Yeah. We've seen what she can do in quality minutes. That she played like in the South Carolina game. Mm-hmm. She played for like 17 minutes and she did. She did good job. in the yeah, South Carolina game, yeah. But she so re- that just shows her potential, right? Yeah. But she really needs to work on her confidence. She can be, she's so hesitant yeah. every yeah. game. Yeah, she that plays. is true. Also, realizing how much her height is an advantage. I yes. still feel like yeah. she doesn't embrace it as much yeah. as she can. I mean, being a freshman, I feel like, okay, she realized she's 6'6 six, six, yeah. and doesn't recognize how powerful she can be on the court. Yeah. And every time, like, Every time I do get on Aaliyah, like if I'm watching the game with my friend, they'll always throw that in there, like, oh, she's a freshman. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, like, she was, you're she was highly on, ranked. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I know you were good in high school. I don't but, even know if she has a post game. But just people, she does. And, and I think she's just, she's not comfortable right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, you can tell. <laughs> but I think, like, 
she's going to improve, and there's no doubt about that. For Poa, for me, though, specifically, I would like to see her build more confidence in her shot. We saw her shoot the lights out in the national championship game. Mm -hmm. We saw her shoot early in the season, shoot very well. She has a three-point shot in her. She just has to go to it more. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that would be crucial if LSU could kind of expand that because they don't really guard last year Poa at the three-point line anymore. Um, And I feel like... You have to make them pay at yeah. some point. And that's point. her fault. If yeah, not I agree. The ball, I agree. Play back on um, but for Rosario, I think defensively, like you said, just move your feet more um, and and try not to foul. That's another yes. thing. You don't want any players in foul trouble. If you have to give up the, the layup, like it's two points, right? It's two points is better than three and a foul or better than two and a foul. So just that yeah. pretty much. Just but just know the situation. Yeah. yeah. But who's a player that else you have to rely on when this tournament starts outside of Andrew Reese? Oh, I'm going to say Anissa. Yeah. Anissa is, I think, the second best player on this team, maybe even the best player in some people's eyes. And more specifically, Anissa has a great mid-range game, and for whatever reason, the past couple of weeks, I've seen her sort of steer away from shooting the mid-range. I'm not sure why that is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if if her confidence isn't there, but I'd like to see her get back to that because – when you, when she's hitting that mid range, there is no no good one way to stop her. Yeah, there's and no team. one's gonna stop exactly right. because when you're hitting that mid range, that opens up the paint for you, and that opens up the paint for Angel. Right. So that's only gonna make everyone else's the life double easy, teams easier. are like exactly yeah the double teams are least least likely to happen. Exactly. But what do you think? I'm gonna go with Haley, especially yeah. after the game she had, especially after the performance she yeah. had yeah. during the Tennessee I game. Yeah. I mean, she proved to me all the hype she had coming to LSU because I will stand on what I said. I feel like. Since Sunday, I have not seen really hardly anything from her. And that's because you saw her try and play that true point guard yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand. That That is so hard to do, yeah. and it really is, yeah. especially when you're getting pressed the whole game, yeah. and it's very it's uncomfortable training, for you. Man. It's yeah. a lot yeah. because she was a spot-up shooter last year, exactly. yeah. and um, they ran picks for her to get open in the paint yeah. around mid-range, just near the elbow, and then behind the three-point line. Yeah. So I think she's done a really good job of transitioning, and if she gets hot like this, LSU is going to be dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, so, I completely yeah. agree. I mean, Tennessee struggled so hard to guard Haley. Yeah, and, oh, they could, yeah. And Angel didn't even have her best game. Mm-hmm. So just imagine the two of them both being hot. Yep. I mean, it's going yeah. to be nearly impossible. That is Haley playing the way she did is crucial, so that Angel can go and do her thing. I mean, that's just how they're going to yeah. win. Yeah, and as far as scoring, I think like. If Angel's getting yeah, double scoring, teamed yeah. and, and if Anissa is having an off night, give me Michaela Williams. People forget that she scored 40 in a game, like yeah. 40, and she could have gone for more if she wanted and to. And that was very uh, early. In this yeah, season. exactly. And I think, like, she had such a great start of the season. She just hasn't been able to get the shots off, right? Yeah. Like, if she's getting the shots, she's going to make it. Look at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Look at pretty much early SEC play. She's yeah. been able – to get it done. Yeah. So I think if she can get the quality shots and you give her enough shots to get hot, then it's wraps. I think she's got to get back to that mid-range. Yeah, her, I agree. Her mid-range is, is money. Is money. Yeah, so we gave Final Four teams um, predictions for the men's. Now give me four teams and you're way too early Final Four for the women's tournament. So I have LSU, Ooh, South okay. Carolina, Iowa, and I'm torn between UConn or UCLA. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna go <laughs> South Carolina. Yep. LSU. Okay. I'm gonna go. 
Stanford. Ooh, I okay. like that pick. That's a good pick. And Ohio State. Okay. I do not think Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes get I agree. done this year. I really? Just, I agree. I just don't. It's it's a one-woman it's show. Just, yeah, it's yeah. just so hard to consistently replicate that over and over again. And yeah. Work. But I do and feel like they're a little bit better than last season. And they are. I think they, they are. Girl, they I don't think they are. Personally. You don't? I don't. I don't know. But they had a girl score 47 the other day. Yeah, like, and it's a lot of people probably didn't but even know that. Their post, their post play is a big question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I could still see it happening because I could see Clark literally carrying them to a Final Four. But when I you get to those teams like, like we just mentioned, South Carolina, other LSU teams, then you're gonna have it's, trouble. Yeah, yeah you're gonna enough. have trouble. Um, I'm going South Carolina. They're they're gonna win the whole thing. You're gonna have to convince me otherwise that they're not. Um, Stanford. It's my second team. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with another Pac-12 team, UCLA. Okay. We'll go with UCLA. And then last, I'm going to Indiana. They can shoot mm. the lights out. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, But guess what time it is? It's time for the weekly <laughs> Poo Poo Broussard uh, Award, um, best segment of the week, and that award goes out to the worst performance of the week, whether that may be a team, a player, a coach, or even a fan base. So, Raven, let's start off with you. Uh, who's your Poo Poo Broussard? So I'm going to go with the seven-on-seven team that attacked Cam Newton. Um, If you're a young man (laughs) and you see an NFL player that you don't like, please don't go attack him because Cam was (laughs) – he had like five guys on him at one point. He was like, fuck, fuck, like slamming him. They didn't even get up. And I was like, y'all are (laughs) underestimating how big and strong this – what, like Six, he's four, six, six, three, six, Y'all yeah. thought that y'all could go attack him. Oh yeah, because they're like seventy y'all. So they're like, oh, somebody said they and like he like got up, no bruises, no scratches. No, yeah. like I don't think Cam the point of that? ever touched the ground. His hat didn't even come off. That's right, what I'm exactly. saying. Like if you couldn't even get his hat off, <laughs> yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. People were saying that they got beat up by the Mad Hatter. Bro, I yeah. saw somebody <laughs> said that was like. That was just a corner blitz to Cam. Like, that's all that <laughs> yeah, was, he, he, he's yeah. seen it from Luke Keekley yeah, one exactly. too many times, right? It was just a dumb move. I don't know what in their right mind persuaded them to go do that. But like yeah. I said, if you're on a 7-on-7 seven seven team, if you're anywhere and you see a professional NFL and player And I don't know if don't it was like, a 7-on-7 seven seven team or it was, was it just people at I the 7-on-7? Seven seven. I think those were like other Yeah, players. those are grown men. I thought it was yeah. a 7-on-7 seven seven team. Oh, okay. no, because the guy went on like yeah. a podcast trying to like explain his side of the story and this Inside. man had like a full beard. Yeah, like, no, these guys were man. these guys were pretty big. Well, yeah. excuse me. Well, and if you see an NFL player that's not Don't don't put yeah, the bear. No. Yeah. That's what you're saying, huh? Yeah. Don't poke the bear. That's not like Braxton Berrios, like a teddy bear. Don't yeah, attack yeah. him. Yeah. Braxton exactly. Berrios won't hit you. Exactly. That too. You can, <laughs> you can poke that bear. Just don't <laughs> yeah. poke Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, but for me, it's it's probably going to have to be Jalen Brown, and I hate to do this because he is yeah. he oh, is yeah. trying to bring back the thing of stars competing in the dunk contest. Uh, we're, we're but it sucks that. he put on that kind of performance, man. Are I we mean, talking about Kai Sinat right we're now? We're talking about the Kai Sinat thing. <laughs> We yeah. Googled Kaisenat's height five, when we six. were commentating the baseball game. Wow. And he's five foot six. Yeah, but when he's sitting on a chair, what is he? Probably four foot Shane, three. Shannon Sharp <laughs> said he's like one five. So that is crazy five. to say, by the way. <laughs> he's like one five. But needless to say, you're a professional athlete who who's known for catching a lot of poster dunks and all of that stuff. Like you're in the dunk contest. Right? Yeah. You should be able to jump over a five foot six man. As he's standing up, at the very least, you cannot make him sit in a chair 
put on a Michael Jackson glove and think you're just doing something special. But like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're not getting any points for that. Yeah. It was embarrassing and it was sad because you literally have people thinking like, should we make an alternative to the dunk contest? <laughs> to the dunk contest because of that. Because of that. Because and of I, that. Like, like I said, I appreciate him trying to... But Kai... Having the courage to step up, even with him being an all-star and all that and competing this thing. But needless to say, you still have to put on a good performance. You can't just yeah. be in it and say, oh, I'm here. So like, Yeah, yeah I yeah. did that at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, that... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kai Sinat, man. That like, was pretty bad. Like, you have Mac McClung... Or Mac McClung. He's in the Ooh, G League. And shout and, out to and, Mac McClung, man. He's and he's jumper. jumping over seven foot Shaq. Yeah. And then, then Jalen Brown, who's who's got not more bounce, but he's taller and could jump over. Yeah. And very athletic. Like more than Easily. capable of jumping yeah. over Kaisen. Easily. And or something more than somebody's sitting in a short chair. man sitting on a chair. A chair. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Uh, but this week for me, yeah. my poo poo broussard. It's Stephen A. Smith, man. Yes. Uh, he made another remark about Zion Williamson's weight, but I guess he has not watched any of the Pelicans games this season because yes. Zion is in the best shape of his life yes. since yes. college, and people don't understand that. <laughs> Having a phenomenal season, he's posting 22, 5, and 6. Um, so I think Stephen A. Smith running out of things to talk about. Right, exactly. And then he just keeps posting on social media, and the Pelicans are just – they keep – Making no, him they're, regret they're, him. they're fed up with it. And now Stephen A. Smith hates the Pelicans yeah. because they they aflamed him so yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, uh, who did you think you were going to be after yeah. your knee injury? LeBron? Yeah. Michael? <laughs> Julius Irving? I mean, oh, I, I like I tear my knee, man. 1.5 points in your <laughs> Juco, whatever, tenure. I think he went to Winston-Salem State. And he always oh, throws no. out the whole knee injury. He always says, my kneecap. Yeah, me. and I went to Cresswell Community, <laughs> man. Like, I would have started. <laughs> like, well, yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah. Nah, but I just think but it's, 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 it's very distasteful. It is. And he's been doing that for a minute now. Yeah. And, it's, and he only picks it, on guys it's like only that. guys like that. And it's almost, yeah. it's distasteful because it seems like it's coming from a point of, I'm just doing this for shock value. I'm just doing this for content. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, it initially, that exactly. is what it comes down to. Exactly. And that's the saddest part because yeah. why are you tearing down another man? Yeah, exactly. Um, to do that right. just for ratings right. because it's a slow day. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to seem like this overly sensitive guy, but yeah. Zion, like you said, Zion has been playing his butt off this year. Nice he's man. played in more games than he has in any other or on pace to play in more games oh, yeah, than he, than he has in any has other season. season. Yeah, and emphasis he's done on nothing the, he's in to, the best shape. Yeah, he's done yeah. nothing yeah. to warrant these types of comments yeah. constantly thrown at him. Man. It just seems like no matter what Zion do at this point, he just he can't win. He gets hated yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that will do it here for us today. Always, I want to thank Raven and Jaden for joining me. Um, also, be sure to donate, like we said, 225-578-5578 or the KLSU website. Yes. Um, but I'm Andre Champagne, and this has been the Hodges Huddle.